Hello and welcome to another episode of the Green Pole Podcast. We are here to discuss the game last night, uh, which was a free team victory away to Nottingham Forest. Uh, and I'm delighted to be joined by our very own Max Cohen. How are you doing, Max? Doing all right. It was a great away win. Friday night, great way to start the weekend. And Good. we're up to six in the league now. So how about that? Yeah, we just stopped the league now. Um, <laughs> and for the first time ever, we are joined by an opposition fan in Mr. Dore, who is a uh, Nottingham Forest fan. How are you doing, mate? I'm deflated <laughs> more than anything else, but it is what it is. We're in the, we're in the Premier League, and um, yeah, it's just That's deflated amazing. more than anything else. Right. Well, thank you for having me on the show. No, listen, you're, you're doing us a huge favour, and it's um, it's great to have you on, because I've been on yours a few times, so it's nice to repay the favour. You are, mate. You are. <laughs> right, so let's get into it. Max, I'll start with you. What did you make of the game last night? I just think it showed that the players really are playing for Marco Silva. The fact that Tim Ream played 90 minutes as left back in the Prem. And we, we won that match. It was amazing. And he's been our outstanding player all season. So full credit to him. But, you know, a lot of players were, you know, weren't playing in the familiar position. Um, you know, Ream is, is first among them. But, I mean, look at Harrison Reed getting his first ever goal for the club. Look at Palinia scoring a, a screamer. And Mitro didn't even score. Um, and I think yeah. the performance, you know, after going down 1-0, to win 3-2, to score three goals away from home, you couldn't have asked for much more. You know, we had to make it difficult on ourselves at the end uh, with, with with the late goal we conceded, but I'm just over the moon because Fulham in the Premier League in the past, you know, four or five seasons, we've seen them up. We never would have seen a performance like this. We would got we would have gone down 1-0, wilted, and I think if we had gone up the way we did, I think Forrest would have got the equalizer at the end. But it's clear that this is a different team, and I'm just delighted that Silva is at the helm here. Yeah, it was a, a fantastic win and I think it'll be an important one as well for the upcoming games we've got in uh, in October. It's going to be a, a difficult month for us, but games there that we should we could and really should be winning. Mr. Dore, let's hear your thoughts on last night's game. Well, we're going to start. Like, first off, um, I thought it was, it was all right. I think it was okay. Like, Fulham, they had their chances. Mikovic, oh, he's a Mardi guy. He's so <laughs> Mardi. Every time he gets touched from, I think it was Scott McKenna. Like, it was like last season when we played at your ground, when we, when we beat you up 1 0. Every time he was a little touch on him, he was getting Mardi. And I thought to myself, if, if he carries on like this, I think we'll win the game. Win mm. the game. But he showed his class second half. Um, I think he came more deeper um, and collecting the ball. And um, when you when you lot made it one one, down from that, and you got to give credit to Fulham. Like I said, they took advantage of it. And they scored the, the three goals in was it six minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is what happens. I mean, when you get your first goal, Fulham are pumped up. You took advantage of Forest. Like I said, the Forest didn't pass against Bournemouth as well, and. That's what happens when you've got class players. Like, I'm not going to mention that guy who scored a screamer. What a, what a goal. And <laughs> it is what it is. Like I said, I'm Fulham. Credit, uh, they took advantage and got the, got the points. Yeah, see, when I come onto your um, your your video channel on um, Thursday, I think it was, I did actually mention uh, Palinia. Yeah, yes, you did. To you. Um, like I mentioned, Seri the season before and he come good. Um, and I actually spoke to Dave. Um, Dave Asprey, who uh, 
actually sent me a message this morning and said, you know, great great result for you boys last night. And Forest fans seem to have some nice fans about them. Um, and it's always a credit to speak to you. Um, and yeah, I I, I thought the goal you scored in the first ten minutes, I thought, oh no, it's gonna be one of those nights. But for some reason, you seem to to sort of sit back a bit. I thought yeah. we we had most of the ball, but we still never created anything clear cut in that first half. Um, so I think you would have been better, well, happier with the two sets of fans going in at half time. But it was just those five minutes and fourteen seconds, I think it was, where the game just literally flipped on its head. Um, but Max, what I want to ask you is, when you saw the starting lineup last night and you saw Tim Ream playing left back, um, William came in, in coming in. Um, what was your thoughts on that? Were you worried? I was extremely nervous. I mean, Tim Ream, for all his quality this season, we know he lacks pace. Uh, I think he's 34 years of age, and we've seen him be exposed time and time again in the Premier League in the past two seasons. We've been up in recent memory. And I thought him playing left back going up against Brennan Johnson, who's his quality, I thought it was going to be a torrid, after, a torrid night for Ream. And like he's done time and time again this season, Alan, he's proven us wrong. <laughs> and I really just want to have a massive apology to Tim Ream because every time I've doubted him, I doubted him in a starting Liverpool match. I doubted him again last night at Forest. He's put in a masterclass. And I think, yes, he might have been at fault, perhaps, for for the O'Brien goal, not marking Johnson there. But apart from that, I mean, he was flawless. And all you had to see was the superb ball he put in for Pereira. I mean, that that, that rivals any delivery I saw all night. And he has it in the in, in the corner flag in the 90th minute. I mean, he looked he looked at home in, at left back. And I know he has played there earlier in his, in his career, but certainly in the latter stages of his career, he's not hmm. played out, out wide. And um, so that was my main concern, but he's done well. William coming in, I was excited to see him because he'd only come on as, as a sub against Spurs. And I, I think that's fine. I think it's fine that Cavano was dropped. I, I think William is a player with more quality, but he, he looked a bit tentative to take players on uh, all night. But in the second half, I think he grew into the game. I think it's clear that we're not going to see the William, which we might have been used to at Chelsea, who's just you know pacey and, and, and direct. But he has that you know intelligence and the know-how in the Premier League. And we saw that with his assist for the Tosin goal off the corner. I think dead balls will be very good. And he just seems to make the correct decisions. And, and I, that really impressed me. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Dorr, I'm going to be honest. When I saw your team news, or your first 11, I thought there's no Worrell, there's no Lingard, and there's no O'Brien my confidence went from a 5 out of 10 to 8 out of 10. What did you make of your starting lineup? Because I know it's sort of caused a few issues with your fan base, with O'Brien not starting. So what did you make of your team last night? Um, I'll be honest with you. When, when, we, when we started Will Bowler and um, Sam, Steve Cook, I thought so. It's a weird one. But I understood it because when you got a, club, a top player in Mitrovic in the side, you've got to deal with him because he's like he's a top player. He knows how to deal with. He, he, he'll, he'll bully him, and if if Joe Orr played in that role, I thought he, he could have bullied him. So I understood it. Um, playing Yates and and Fuller in the midfield again, questions were asked on how on them two were together. Um, well, the main thing was that we started with striker because I know in the past games we've not played an out striker, and um, we know we took up Brennan Johnson, who is a number uh, who can play in that role. But we need someone who can bully defenders. So 
Taiwanese was happy with him stop. All around, if, in, in hindsight, I think I, I was I, I was fifty fifty with it, if I'm mm. honest. And um, uh, um, we can mention that the what players didn't start, like you can mention Jesse Lingard, uh, Sam Storage, uh, Manuel Dennis. Um, I can mention so many more players <laughs> that we had on <laughs> had on the bench as well. But uh, it was. It, it's weird one because, like I said, we don't know who's going to start. Like I said, we've got so many players that we can choose. So many players. And it was, it was a strange one, but it was like, yeah. We do, it, we've got we, whoever plays, whoever starts gets whoever, then we're going to be. Can we, can we go for the win? And it's, tough for, it it's tough for Cooper, isn't it? Because as you said, you've signed 22 players. And not only has he got to try and keep everyone happy, he's also got to try and find his, his best 11. Yeah. And when you've got a defence, and a goalkeeper that's not played with each other for too long, you know, there's, there can't be the confidence there, which I think, which is one of the main reasons why you are conceding three goals last night, three goals against Bournemouth. Um, but obviously, when they start playing with each other a lot more, the confidence will grow, and I think you will start to, to keep clean sheets, which I think will be important for you as well as us to stay up this season. Um, so, Max, in your opinion... What was the main difference to why we won last night? I just think it's that it's that momentum. It's the fact that after we toast and equalized, you know, I think maybe a, a different team would have sat back and said, "We have the equalizer. Let's just see the next ten minutes out and sit on what we have, and maybe push it for a win in the final fifteen minutes." But the Marco Silva way isn't to do that. And the fact of the matter is, the fact that we got a second goal, and after the second goal, we didn't sit back. We went and got the third goal. That gave us the breathing room. Because, you know, we are a bit shaky at the back, as we saw. And if we, without that third goal, you know, it, we get a draw from this game. So I think that's the difference is that we weren't content at any stage of the match. We weren't content at 1-0. We weren't content when it was equalized. And we weren't content when we were up 2-1. Um, and, I, and I love that from Fulham, just bombing forward. And we knew we had Forrest on the ropes and we took advantage. Um, whereas in the past, we might have passed up opportunities, been wasteful. But, you know, we were pretty lethal. Lethal on Friday night. Yeah, it's... As you said um, earlier on in the podcast, we scored three goals and Mitrovic didn't score one. There's going to be questions being asked again whether he can do it in the Premier League before long if he keeps going games without scoring. Um, but, Mr. <laughs> Dorr, this is a question for you. Um, where do you think Forrest lost the game? It was a weird one because the first off, it was dogged because, like I said, it wasn't... It was like I said, oh, we, if we played the way we did First off, like I said, that it was that midfield battle was so important, and um, like I said, we can talk about Ryan Yates and Fuller against your midfielders like Harrison Reed. I like Harrison Reed. I've always liked him, and um, it, it that that was a problem, and Fulham just just, just like took the mick out of us. Simple as that, and it. it, it I'm I'm still I'm gutted. I'm, I'm gutted. Like I said, that game was there to, to be won, and that second goal, like I second mention again, that second goal that you scored past us, it was just mind-boggling. <laughs> and everything else, phenomenal so, strike, wasn't it? Wonderful strike, and that I think that that's where we lost it. The midfield, we definitely lost it in the midfield the second half. But we, we said we, we were first half was we, we were so it was it was just dogged. Nothing was happening like. like and 
if we did, if we carried on the way we were first off, we could have won it. But as you know, in the Premier League, you can't do that. You can't yeah. do that. Like I said, when we play teams like yourself and Bournemouth, like we should take advantage. But like I said, both Fulham took advantage of that situation and scored three goals in whatever six minutes. But, and I yeah. think I think if for a team like yourself, where you are sort of starting to get starting to know, like trying to get to know each other. Those six minutes where it went from 1-0 to 3-1, I think that sort of symbolises the struggles I think you're having at the minute. I think that when it, when it went to 1-1, a, a more experienced team or a team that know how to play with each other probably would have calmed things down, shut, shut up shop for a little while, ride the wave and then try and go again. But before you know it, it's, it's 3-1 and the game's pretty much done with. Um, when O'Brien did score to make it 3-2, did you feel like you could get the equaliser? And most importantly, do you think you deserved anything from the game? When uh, when Lewis O'Brien came on, uh, and Joe Worrell, I thought, like I said, everyone's talking about Lewis O'Brien when he came on, he was really, really bright. And when he scored that goal, tempo was a little bit up. But at the same time, I think Fulham controlled a little bit, like I said, in, in that midfield role. Like I said, I remember, I think Tower won, he, he missed a, a header. In um mm. from a corner and that and that should have been in, but you have got to give Fulham the credit and give them the flowers to say they they did what they did, they dug in. Um, like I said, Brian came on fantastic. It was, it was, it was I think he was basically ninety nine point nine percent Forest fans man of the match when he came on because he 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 was a bright spot. But like I said, Fulham dug deep. Um. And I've got to ask you last when I when I, I told you when I saw the lineup for Fulham and I saw um, the, the American left back and Tim Reed, Tim Reed and mm. William, I'm like, after myself, well, oh, surely we're gonna win this because like he's not <laughs> a left back. And Williams and I'm like with William, like he's 34 years old, he might not be fast, but he's clever. And yeah. um, I thought myself we're gonna win this, but for me, Reed was I think he was he was good left back. He was a really good left back, and John Ben Johnson didn't didn't do much in that game. But well, he, he made the second assist. But like I said, Fulham as well. They they they, just, they they did what they did and just took advantage of Boris. Yeah, see, Tim Ream playing left back caused a bit of a a discussion in our in the um, Hammy and group chat, didn't it, Max? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think he. I think Marco Silva come out after the game and said he's he's world class. And the thing is, you mentioned earlier, Max. You know, you were a bit worried about him coming into this season, starting for us, and you had every right to. I think everyone had their concerns about Reem starting alongside Tossin, but he's just been phenomenal. But the, the one the one player I want to ask you about, Max, and he's he's the player on everyone's mouths at the minute, Joao Paulinha. Tell me a bit about him and. When do we get to the stage where we start planning next season without him? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it, it's, a, it, it's a miracle the big clubs missed out on him this summer. It's one of the signings, you know, that you're just lucky that he's at Fulham because he's such an imposing defensive midfielder and he makes everyone around him so much better. And I think that's part of the reason why Tim Ream can excel. Part of the reason why Tosin can excel. Part of the reason why Tete can excel. The entire back four just benefits from having someone who sits back behind them like Paulinha, he's just massive. I mean, he's just a huge presence. He gets a bunch of bookings. 
him, you know, going into the way fans didn't help. Uh, he suspended next match against Newcastle, but he's just someone, you know, you love having on your team because he'll fight. He'll, he'll get stuck in the midfield, but he also has this knack for getting a goal, which I didn't even know he had when we signed him. You know, he scored a great mm-hmm. header against Bournemouth and he of course had that screamer last night. He, I think he has the most tackles in the Premier League made. I think I saw that stat yeah. bouncing around online. Just a presence. And it's someone, and I said this a lot, it's someone we've missed at Fulham. You know, we had Kevin McDonald, who I think obviously is a very good player championship level, but nowhere near as good as Halinia. You know, we had the likes of Dixon Atuhu, but we haven't really had an imposing holding midfielder like Palinia in a long, long time. And it's just such an asset for a newly promoted club because yeah, it, makes, I, it makes the defense so much more comfortable. It's it's true. And I think the last player that I've felt so confident sitting in front of defense would probably be the wardrobe, Pavabuba the up. Yeah. Um, God rest his soul, who's no longer with us. But Palinia, he just, he can score a goal with his head, with his feet. And the best thing about it is we've got him on a six-year contract. So whoever does sign him, and it's probably going to be Tottenham um, <laughs> because they seem to buy all our best players. You know, we, you've got to be looking 60, 70 million at the minute. And, you know, we might don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but he will prove to be the signing of the season. Um, Mr. Dor, if there's one player out of the 22 that you've signed <laughs> that you look you at... You're depression now, Alan, man. Come <laughs> on. That you can look at and go, yeah, he's going to be big for us this season. I have a feeling that I know who you're going to say, but who would it be for you? Loads of them. Um, just one. I, I, you know just what? one out of the two funny, squads. It, it was funny. Right? I, 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 did, I said Lewis O'Brien at the start. I don't know why hmm. I said it. Like It was it was out of Nakate, the centre-back who's injured, and Lewis O'Brien, because what he did for Huddersfield last season. And, as you know, like I said, it, it was strange that he didn't play against Bournemouth. And it was strange to think he played against you lot. And um, for me, so Lewis O'Brien, uh, there's three players. I, I can't, can I say three players? I did ask for uh, one, but you can say three if you want. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 stick with, I'll stick with Lewis O'Brien. Lewis O'Brien, I think he's the one. He's, he's the upgrade version to Colback. But mm. more, more better going forward, though. So, me, me personally, I think um, Lewis O'Brien, he's the one that, I think he can do good, but he's got to play very good because we've got. If he doesn't play good in one game, we've got players to replace him. Um, I know, like I said, it's it's okay to say that because of the position that we're in. But I personally think um, I think Lewis O'Brien is the man that we can look forward to as well this season. Yes, Max. I don't know if you picked up on it, but um, Frankie actually made a good point. I think it was today or last night. He said, "Um, we do need a good cover for um Harrison Reed when we was talking about uh, Lewis O'Brien." So perhaps in January, if O'Brien wants to move, um, we'll, we'll happily take him off your hands, Mr. Dor. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Um, but Max, uh, it's now the international break. Um, and on, judging on last season alone, we seem to struggle a little bit after international breaks. It took us a while to get going again. Um are you worried that this could happen again or do you think this squad's totally different? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we don't really have... We, we can't afford to struggle after this one because I think we have a really winnable run of fixtures coming mm-hmm. up immediately after the break. I think Newcastle home is the one everyone's targeting. 
Um, I think we play a bunch of teams around us in the league, honestly, who who we sh- who we should you know have a good chance of getting three points against. So I, I hope we won't struggle. Um, you know, the real thing I think I'm concerned about is the World Cup break and how it's going to affect our season. You know, a lot of uncertainties. Don't really know what's going to happen, but a lot of people are saying to me as a Fulham fan, they're saying if Mitrovic goes to the World Cup and gives it his all with Serbia, which probably is what he's going to do, knowing him, and he comes back just drained and right into that festive period of fixtures. What are Fulham going to do? So that's what I'm really worried about. Alan is is looking ahead to, to the winter. If Mitro comes back tired or injured, you know who's who's going to be our option up top because that's the one weakness in this team. I know we have Vinicius to come off the bench. Not sure if he's a starter in the Premier League. That's the only thing I'm worried about right now is the attack. Yeah, I think with Mitrovic, I think I think everyone's noticed a difference in his physique and the way he looks, and I think that a lot a big part of that maybe because of he's got the World Cup in his in, in his thoughts. Um, but hopefully, you know, he has a fantastic World Cup and he comes back to take off where he sort of will end because I know he's going to score another six goals at least before he goes to the World Cup. Um, but it's funny you mentioned the World Cup break. Um, so that leads on to Mr. Dorr. Um, The World Cup break, I think, is where you Forrest need that to come sooner rather than later to give Cooper time to get work on the training ground to get these teams together um are you looking forward after this international break i think you've got some winnable fixtures how important is the next sort of three or four games for you in particular well as you know <laughs> leicester city lost today we've got them next so it's a bottom two uh, relegation fight then we've got villa then we've got wolves but the thing is Alan, we're in the premier league Hmm. And we can't wait till we can't wait till all wait till World Cup. Let's wait till the World Cup season starts and then get all these players joined together. We, we haven't got time for that because if we wait time for that, we could be bottom of the league um, with the same four points and and beating big big trouble. Um, I don't think we'll buy any players in January because, as you know, we brought in twenty two players. So I, I I personally think we've got to get points quick because, like I said, if we don't. As everyone knows, Premier League is brutal. No one's going to give us no sympathy. They'll take points off us. They're going to smash us like, and like we can mention Man City, but they're smashing everyone. Um, we've got to take points. And these these next games are so important. So important. And like, and this Leicester game, it's, you can't come quick enough. But we need to start getting points because like I said, we've got this World Cup season coming soon and Nah, we've got to get points and quick and fast if we if we do want to get out this bottom three. That's important. Yeah. Max, what's your thoughts on Nightland Forest season so far and what do you actually think they could achieve this season after watching them play us last night? I'm glad you asked me because I have a lot of thoughts about this. You know, as 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 a supporter of Fulham who, you know, we were very maligned in 2000, uh, 18, 19 for making our signings. I think we made 11 signings and people said, oh, you know, Fulham have, have spent 100 million pounds and they have a whole new squad in and all this. And and they pointed that to the reason why it went down. But I completely empathize with what Forrest have done. When you're promoted from the championship to the Prem, especially in the playoff final, you have to spend, you have to revamp your squad or else you're not going to be competitive. And, you know, I think 22 is a lot, not saying that's necessarily advisable, but I think a lot of fa- it's very easy for fans of established Premier League clubs or you know 
championship clubs to look at that and, and say and laugh and, and ridicule it. But, you know, as, as a supporter of, of a team who's gone up in recent years, you know, a lot of the players in the championship aren't good enough. Or you bring a lot of players in on loan who leave and you're left with a threadbare squad. So I think it's been a bit unfair. The press and I think supporters in general have, have you know, laughed at that number of 22 signings. And I think that's unfair. Um, but you, you look at the club and I think they made some good signings, young English players who can be with the club for a long time. You know, Gibbs White is, is an example of that. And they investments in, in, in players, but also gotten some experienced players like Boli and Coyote. So it's a mixed bag. What, what I'd say now is, you know, they're 19th. You're in, you're in the relegation zone, but it's early days. You know, you're only level on points with Everton or 17th. And I think as the season goes on, it's only going to become easier when the players have a chance to gel. Um, I'm not sure if they'll stay up, but I think it, it's premature now, I think, for supporters to call for Cooper to be sacked because it's very early on in the season. Um, and of course, he he got Forrest to where they are now. So, you know, I'm not an expert in Forrest, but I would say that season definitely isn't over and it's very early days. Anything you want to add to that, Mr. Dool? Not really. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> all, 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 all I've got to say is, like I said, like I said, Fulham got the three points. And um, as far as we, so we've, if we want to stay in this league, um, like, let's, say, let's keep it real, Fulham, I've had a great start. Great start of the season. And the three points against Forest, it would be big points for them. But as a Forest fan, we need to start. We can't like saying, "Yes, we got less than next. We've got to win." There's no draws. There's no draws, and these these next pile of fixtures. There's no easy games. There's no easy games at all. Because, like I said, we uh, it's, since I think it was twelve months ago. I don't know if you lot know, we were bottom of the league in the championship, and yeah. now to talking about this like being under pressure, but this time being the Premier League. We've got, to, we've got to be like, think about, we've got to step up to the plate now because if we're out of the way like we did last season and we could self, oh, forget it, it's, it's only like, I don't know, example, if we play Liverpool next game and say, oh, it's only Liverpool, we'll get hammered. We, can't, we, need, we need to think about, we've got to win because like I said, Steve Cooper, every Forest fan loves Steve Cooper. I don't want to ramble on, but this guy is a legend to us. A legend to us, like I said, it took us 23 years to get in the Premier League, and um, all Forest fans want him to do well, but at the same time, Premier League's brutal. So hopefully, we have this rest like Fulham do, and we can kick on and do better and do better than Fulham. Mister <laughs> <laughs> Dory, it was going so well until you said that. I had to like a little little, little uh, spicy to it. Well, see, the thing is, you look at the league table now, and yes. You know, most of the teams, well, half of the teams have played seven games, half of them have played six. You know, from Forest in 19th to Chelsea in seventh. Okay, well, that's probably a bad example. Leeds in 11th. It's only four points and there's sort of eight places. Now, I think the most important thing for Forest would be to, to sort of to stay, stay in there. Is stay in there with a chance and just pick up points as and when you can. And I think for us, we've just got to keep doing what we're doing. And we've got to hope that the myth of Marco Silva's first 10 games compared to the rest of the last 28 doesn't come to the surface again. Because if we do have a fantastic first 10 games towards the end of the season with the World Cup, it could all change. Um, but it's, it's going to be a different season, I think, for both of us. 
Um, I think even now we're both sitting here and if someone said to us, look, you can finish 17th, I think we'll both take that in a heartbeat. Because, you know, I think if Forrest can stay up, I think next season is where I think you'll take it to the next level. A bit like Villa did. When Villa mm -hmm. came back up, yep. they made a lot of signings, didn't they? They spent a lot of money. And I think they stayed up on the last game of the season away at West Ham. And now they've taken it to the next level. And I think that's what both of us are good, should be looking at and going, right, that's what we need to be doing. Um, but most importantly for us, I think it's important that we don't get ahead of ourselves. But still, we've got to enjoy these wins because it's not very often we win away in the Premier League, is it, Matt? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It's not often we score three goals away from home in the Premier League, is it? Ah, oh, don't. Especially we don't win a game without Mitchford scoring. So it's <laughs> even more of a, a weird... Uh, Weird time at the minute. But, um, Mr. Doar, I'll ask you one final question. Uh, do you think you'll stay up this season? Yeah. I'm not saying that as a Forest fan. I think, like I said, Steve Cooper can be the man to get us out of this mess. On paper, it's, it's all right to say on paper that we've got good players. But I personally think we can do it. And I'm putting my head on the line for this one. I think we, we can do it. So, but it'll take time. I think we can do it. Yes, 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 Alan. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm rooting for you. I hope you stay up as well. I hope you are. Um, I hope you are. No, you know I am. You, you know I have a soft spot for Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> but it means that one of us stays and one of us goes down. Sorry, Mr. You go Bro, down. You go down. Not go down. <laughs> but look, I've probably enjoyed tonight. I really appreciate you coming on, Mr. Doar. It's been thank great you. speaking to you. you. Know what? Thank you for having me on. Like I said, I love going on rival podcasts, but um, you share me love on my channel, Alan. And, and I appreciate that you're asking me to come on, your, on yours as well. And before you do leave us, um, tell people where they can find you and just give us a bit more information about yourself before you leave. Um, like I said, I've been doing my YouTube channel called Dora on Tour. I follow Forest Home and Away. Um, I do podcasts as well on my channel, previews, review shows. Uh, I interview ex Nottingham Forest players as well, like Kevin Campbell, uh, Chris Bot Williams, Ian Wone. That's coming soon. Um, but yeah, it's all related to Forest stuff. And um, yeah, but like I said, I've grown a lot. Last season, I was on 3K, but the ride that I was on last season, it's been a crazy journey. Now we're back in the Premier League and um, it's just going. Big and better. So yeah, my channel is called Doro on Tour, D O R E on Tour, and uh, you can search me there on YouTube to watch everything. Fantastic. And Max, I'll leave you the final word. If you can give Mr. Doro a bit of advice for the upcoming season, what advice are you going to give him? Be as listen, harsh, be nice, as be, be nice, be nice. <laughs> well, listen, Fulham, Fulham are a yo-yo club. We're in absolutely no position to give any advice. Uh, uh, <laughs> Max, what I would Max, say is that, a minute. You, you can't be doing that. <laughs> no, better. Um, <laughs> what I would say is you've got to be clinical. I mean, listen, if our new year scores that, that wide open goal at, um, in the second half, it's a different match, you know, it, it's fine margins in the prem and Fulham have seen that past couple of years when, when we've missed a chance another team goes up the other end. Same with Brennan Johnson takes a heavy touch right at the start of the second half. And then we score a corner minutes later. You've got to make the most of your chances. Um, but you know, you know that that's, that's not rocket science. And Max, where do Forest finish this season? I don't know. I mean, 
Mr. Dora is so nice to come on the show. I'm not going to say they're going to get relegated, but I'll say, just, I'll say 17th. I can't see, it, I, I can't see any higher than 17th. What, 17th is what I'll say. 17th. Listen, I'd, I'd rather Brentford go down. Um, I'd rather yeah. someone like Everton go down. And let's say Leicester aren't going to win a match all season. So that'll be the bottom three. And then right above them will be Forrest. So Bournemouth are going to finish above Forrest. Oh, Bor- I forgot about Bournemouth. Oh, yeah, Bournemouth will go down too. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Dora, I think you'll finish 16th. <laughs> Um, and we'll finish. We'll finish sixth. We're gonna what? go. On, we're going on the European tour next season. What? Um, Alan, I yeah. know it's sat- Alan, I know it's Saturday <laughs> night, but you're drinking too much. <laughs> no, it's Rabina. Remember, it's Rabina. <laughs> <laughs> Look, gentlemen. Thank I've, you very I've much. got my Rabina as well. So yeah. <laughs> thank you, and uh, Mr. Dor, we'll speak to you again for the reverse picture. Thank you for uh, having me until on next year.